BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer is a podcast that contains adult themes. I'm sort of like the fact that I am a grown man and I am currently in someone's front yard because my phone is telling me there's a Pikachu here. I'm literally on top of this thing. Like, I am literally standing on this fucking stupid rat and I can't find it. So yeah, uh, podcast, adult themes, uh, listen at your own risk. I don't know. Hello and welcome to another episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. I'm Ryan Broderick and this week... Katie is actually off. Yeah, she's on vacation. Um, she's uh, gone down to this sort of tropical island where diaper fetishists from all over the world gather, and they they just compare diapers. You know, it's like you know, what's your rig like? What's your what's your adult crib made of? She's she's with her people this week. She's she's off. We have a jam-packed show for you this week. We're talking about Pokemon. We're talking about white women that think they accidentally became part of the Congolese Civil War. We're talking about Black Lives Matter. We're talking about pretty much everything that's going on right now because I feel like the whole world has just gone crazy. Here's my theory. You can read about this in my upcoming ebook, Collider, I Barely Know Her. Um, and it's about my personal theory that the Hadron Collider, when it was turned on a couple years ago, has just started leaking out all these uh, crazy energies that are slowly making everyone insane, and now we're finally seeing the effects of it. Um, don't worry, an episode of me alone would be absolutely unbearable, so I've brought in someone very special to help me hold down the show this week. Her name is Gina Moore Barrett. She's a staff writer for BuzzFeed UK. Say hello, Gina. Hello! <laughs> I need I need to talk about Pokemon Go. Okay, are you yeah. are you playing Pokemon Go? No. Okay, so the thing is yesterday I was like shit, I need to at least Google what is going on because <laughs> like I saw a lot of Pokemon and I'm like, I think you have to catch something. How does it work? So I went on the website and watched the trailer, the promotional okay. trailer, which is really emotional, it's can very I just emotional. say? Like at the end when everyone's together like fighting you two. Friendship. It's beautiful. It's all about friendship. Yeah, it's, it's really, really beautiful. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, Pokemon Go recently uh, launched it's a it's a it's a mobile game done by Nintendo, and it, it is about to eclipse Twitter in terms of users on Android. Damn. There are more people on Android playing Pokemon Go than using Twitter. What the hell? It's crazy. And you basically you travel around the world, <laughs> and you go to Poke stops, and you get items, and you catch Pokemon. I caught like a Pidgey right before this on my desk. <laughs> And then last night, I almost got stuck in a graveyard because I was trying to beat a gym leader who was in the graveyard, and I didn't know the graveyard was closing, and what? I almost didn't get out of it, yeah. Why did you even go to the graveyard? Did you message that person to be like, hey, meet me at this graveyard? No, no, it shows you like on a map like where all the gym leaders are, and oh. one was in this graveyard, and also you can catch ghost types in there. That's so cool. Which I could not believe that you could actually get ghosts in a graveyard. But um, but there's been some, there's already been like insane bullshit. Like, did you hear about the kids that found a dead body? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did hear about that. And I'm really, to be honest with you, this kind of sounds a bit shady. Like there's right? been robberies. Yeah. I, I heard a story about this guy in London who was just following Pokemon and ended up in the middle of a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so amazing. Um, and it, I think it's making everyone insane. Like I got an email this morning that was saying that X hamster, the porn site, the number one search term right now is Pokemon for them. Really? Like people want Pokemon porn now. What is, I'm so confused. <laughs> I feel as though it's all the people that have slightly, who grew up with Pokemon and kind of grew out of it and haven't been able to play it for like a couple of years are like, ah, like everyone's inner 10 year olds. Right, exactly. Out. I mean, it's just, it's it's completely mind boggling. The thing is everyone who's not playing it has absolutely <laughs> no fucking, like I can't tell you, it's like reading a completely different language and everyone's posting these pictures like, oh, I found a, I'll Pikachu, like I found a, yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everyone's deaths have animals 
animals on yeah. them now and like people yeah. it's weird it's totally crazy i there's a there's a great tweet where this woman watched a couple and they were at a train station and the the woman is getting on the train and the guy goes yo babe like wait one second and he, to like catch a pokemon <laughs> and she gets on and the door's closed and she just leaves with them <laughs> Like, I don't get, so do you can you see is it the camera looks at like the landscape and then it shows you Pokemon on it? Sort of. So you're like a little guy. Yeah. And you walk around like a little map. Okay. And then like sometimes you'll stumble across Pokemon and then it'll open up like a men like a thing where you see them in real life, like where they would be. That's really cool. It I can't really lie. Cool. That is a really good concept. I walked around for like three hours yesterday and I ended up at Haggerston Station, which is a train station in London I've never really been to. Right, me too. So many good Pokemon there. Seriously. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what who decides it, but it's like no one's really sure yet what's going on. And Europe doesn't even get it officially until like next week. I kind of want to get it. You should now. get it. Also, is it true that it was supposed to be an April Fool's prank and then it just escalated out of control? That is true. I've read that basically Google Maps like made up a fake Pokemon Google Maps thing. And oh, okay. And they turned it into a real thing because everyone was so excited about it. I'm going to download it tonight. You should. Um, and if you're listening to this and you have any really good like or like sort of gross Pokemon experiences, send them <laughs> over to Internet Explorer at BuzzFeed.com. We would love to talk about them on the show. So... Outside of the Pokemon internet, yeah. like what are you kind of obsessed with right now? Because I feel like I've uh, I've lost my entire life to this game. Like what's going yeah. on outside of Pokemon Twitter? Um, okay, well, most recently everyone's been laughing at Beyonce at Wimbledon. Okay, so basically everyone knows Serena Williams is like the fucking best. Yes, yes. Um, and whenever Serena Williams plays, like there's always like a bunch of people that are there's like fangirl over her. So like Drake, for example, is like a massive fangirl oh, yeah. Serena Williams. I mean he he's he just he falls for the bad he, he, he falls he, for the bad girls. He like, does. He, he, just... he does. He's bless his soul. Um, and this time Beyonce graced her queenly presence at a Serena Williams game. But there's this gif of um, Beyonce, like, so everyone's cheering for Serena Williams and Beyonce has no idea what's going on. And everyone stands up cheering and Beyonce's like late, like, <laughs> and it's like the caption was uh, Beyonce is me at every sporting event because she has no idea what is going on. She looks incredible, but she's just like, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you so, think it's like her just not understanding why someone would clap for anyone but her? It's like it's like this is the first time that like people have clapped. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is not for me. Oh, well, oh, okay, cool. Oh, oh, we're gonna clap for this other person now. Oh, 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 oh I see. Okay. okay. There's more than one great person. Now. Oh, okay, sure, sure. Um, I have no idea, but I, I love Beyonce so much at every event. She's ridiculous. Also, I saw Beyonce live last week and genuinely almost died. Did it you was, cry? No, but I was really close okay. to crying. It's like, this sounds like an exaggeration. I know that like, the maybe I am a part of the Beehive, but like, I, it felt like I was staring Jesus in the, you know, like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, you imagine seeing Jesus, like your retina's burning. Like, that's how I felt when I was looking at her. I was like, holy shit. Well, I mean, like, she's so incredibly popular that yeah. when she sneezed, it yeah. became like an iconic moment. Like, that is like, that will be in a book about Beyonce, yeah. like the yeah. sneeze moment. I'd gladly write that book, actually, <laughs> just categorizing every sneeze she's ever done. Like, I love her so so much. So basically, um, while I've been off for the last couple of weeks, uh, Gina's country has basically decided to just fuck itself to death. Oh, it is. We, we're getting screwed so hard in every single hole. It is so <laughs> bad. Yeah, so basically, we had this 
referendum uh, as to whether the UK would stay in the EU or not. Um, the EU being the, the European Union. Yes. I think a lot of us were a bit complacent about whether there would be people voting leave and stuff like that. And right. I think a lot of people didn't know that we were going to we were going to go. Um, <laughs> but it's just as ridiculous as like a lot of people find Donald Trump. We just didn't assume. Right. So uh, it came to the, the Friday morning. <laughs> um, I'm like scratching my nose. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, mm, yeah so um, came to the Friday morning and wake up and literally it felt like the world. Had, I was blown away. I couldn't believe I you could guys. I could not believe it. See, see, my theory was that like nothing will get in the way of British people going on vacation, which is <laughs> yeah. like, that's what you guys, you, you guys are the, probably the best in the world at going on vacation. Yeah. And it was like. Boom, boom, boom. Like things were just collapsing. The pounds just basically dropped to the floor. You guys got a new prime minister this morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're recording this on on, a, on Monday. Uh, literally like an hour ago, there's now a new prime minister. Wait, shit. I did not know that. Are you fucking joking? Yeah, Theresa May is going to be your new prime minister. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm pretty sure if I, if I understand what, if I understand British politics correctly, you just, you guys just got a new prime minister. Like uh, eventually, like when 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 he, when Cameron no. steps down. Sorry for shouting. I just found that out because I've been on the train. Up next, we got a little dispatch from our Australian office. One of our writers down there, Michelle Renix, is going to try her damnedest to explain in ninety seconds the political importance of a Facebook page that was started by a bunch of drunk white dudes who love halal meat and like eating kebabs at two in the morning. And it, yeah, apparently it's had like a major effect on their already batshit election. You might remember it from a couple episodes ago when I brought up the fact that their politicians were trying to use Dat Boy as a political tool. So yeah, take it away, Michelle. Hey guys, Michelle here from BuzzFeed Australia. I'm a staff writer and I'm here to talk to you about Halal Snack Packs. So basically Halal Snack Packs or HSPs or Snack Packs in general, they're just a food in Australia, which is a mix of kebab meat, which is chicken, beef, lamb, whatever you've got, cheese, chips, uh, a trio of sauces usually, which is the Holy Trinity. So garlic, barbecue and chili. They've been around for a while, but they've gained a lot of fame recently through the Halal Snack Pack Appreciation Society. It's a Facebook group that has about 150,000 members. They have merch, they have hats, shirts, all that kind of thing. A lot of the posts in there basically rate snack packs around Sydney, around Australia, around the world if you can find them. It kind of promotes acceptance and celebrates multiculturalism. So you have the greeting, which is usually hello brother. You've got signage. How obvious is it that it's halal? Does it have neon lights? Does it have signage? Um, the meat, is it juicy? Is it tender? Cheese, is it melted? Is there a good amount? The group is really helpful for finding the best ones in the area and it shares good acts of general snack pack activity. Halal snack packs have even made their way into Australian politics where centre-left politician Sam Destiari gave a HSB review during a speech and called it a great Sydney tradition. He was heckled a bit by right-wing senators and he said that he would take anyone out west to try one. On election night, he offered to treat hardcore right politician Pauline Hanson, a notoriously anti-halal politician, to a cheeky HSB and she rejected it. So she's popped up a fair bit in the HSPAS group and it's been decided that she's most definitely a dingo. Yeah, I think I get it now. I think. Please send us a kebab. Yeah, please send us kebab, basically. <laughs> um, so speaking of ridiculous stuff, possibly one of the most ridiculous things of all time happened yes, last yes, week. Yes, yes, yes. To be fair, this is <laughs> this is not uncommon what happened. It's just the fact that it's published into a book. So basically this lady called Louise Linton. Right. Uh, she recently wrote a book detailing her year, her gap year 
in Congo. Right. And so for for Americans, uh, basically in the UK, it's quite common. I guess you guys do this too, but it's really, really common to like go on gap years, also known as gap year. Gap year. Uh, it's like a, it's a very Tory thing to do. Gap year. Yeah. 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 It's a very Tory thing to do, and it's basically where you just like take all your money and you go travelling, and you usually go to like a place where, to be frank, there's a lot of brown people, so you can get that. Right. But but usually you're staying in some sort of like walled off area yeah. away from the brown people. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you go in to like where the brown people are, so you can get that sweet Facebook photo. Yeah, yeah. With like you, it's like the, the Tinder photo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So where it's like a bunch of little kids, uh, <laughs> a bunch of little brown kids, yeah. and like this one white smiling face that looks pretty sunburned. Right. And yeah, you usually put that on your Tinder thing or whatever. So it's like a running thing that everyone knows what happens, whatever. So this uh, Louise Linton went and did that and wrote this whole book about it and talked about how she was like, she was in Congo and like she happened to be embroiled in like this war that was going on. She, she basically became like a, uh, in her version of events, became like a main player in the, a Congolese civil war. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was- As you do. Yeah, she <laughs> was the most important character in well, this Congolese She was a white war. lady. She's so. a white lady with angel, she's, I'm, I shit you not. She, <laughs> she just, describes herself as angel-haired oh uh, and like talks about the fact that she's like really skinny and beautiful like again and again and again so basically an excerpt from this book was published on the telegraph okay um and it was called how my dream gap year in africa turned into a nightmare and the telegraph for americans is sort of like what your racist rich uncle would like a lot it's like that exactly. it's the newspaper for that guy yes yeah. exactly exactly uh, so they published it, and I guess they were like, yes, yeah, seems legit. Like, she you know, was in the Congolese War. There, there's no way to look this up on some sort of central database of all human knowledge no, that exactly. we work on all day. It's like, this is full of racial stereotypes. She meets this little brown girl that has HIV. She saves her, but then she leaves her. This sounds perfect. So <laughs> they, they, they published it, and, like, literally everyone was going Correct, like, oh my gosh, basically, like Zambia Twitter, Congolese Twitter, like every Twitter you can right, think like, of. That's because, like, I feel like white people, like, really posh white people, forget that, like, people in Africa have the internet, yeah, exactly, and can, like, go on the internet, yeah, exactly. Like, and they were like calling it every single, like, tearing her story to shreds, being like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, and it was hilarious it was so 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 funny so um <laughs> then we decided to a parody of it because it was literally that ridiculous right so yeah yeah tell me about because you, you you did like an unbelievable takedown on the site this week or last week about it yes uh thank you very much ryan it was uh, awesome. <laughs> so basically uh i read this thing and everybody was talking about it and i just thought it was so it was already ridiculous that myself and uh, our colleague hannah jewell decided to write a parody on it and it was literally just called how my dream gap year in europe turned into a nightmare and it was set uh in cornwall which if you don't know what cornwall <laughs> is <laughs> it's like this really shitty kind of seaside town where yeah. there's like basically twigs and sheep. Like. You just like go on a shitty Ferris wheel and eat beans. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and it was like this, the, the main character was this this beautiful Zambian um, girl. She was, we, we described her as uh, the hot black girl with the kick-ass braids. Ooh, um, cool. And yeah, yeah, she was great. And how she meets this girl called Poppy with really bad sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And like there's this one bit where <laughs> like oh why did i why did i come here you know i'm embroiled in in this terrible terrible conflict called brexit which is the eu <laughs> referendum right, right. and she's like oh should i should i save poppy why did i come here is it because i just wanted to get a facebook photo with all these you know terribly 
plain and pale looking white white children why do I, and all this other stuff and um at the end there's like a line <laughs> where so at the end of louise linton's she's like oh um the little the little girl that she found the little brown girl with hiv she says that like that girl taught her many words um and they uh, meant <laughs> and those, yeah. sorry she taught her many words many lessons um and one and they all amounted to happiness they all meant happiness and so in our one um <laughs> she's like uh, Poppy, the sunburned right. white girl, uh, taught me many lessons. Uh, uh, one of them was, "Oi, give me some fucking sweets," which we. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, which Ain't, means ancient Cornwallian for. <laughs> Which means happiness. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, get me some fucking sweets. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So you let, you didn't even mention the crazy twist of this whole thing. Oh shit! Which yeah. is which is Donald Trump is involved. Yeah. Okay. Which, so I mean, as he seems to be everywhere, dude, in every part. If everything. you are a racist rich person, <laughs> Donald Trump is connected to you. It's like Donald seven Trump. degrees of Kevin Bacon with yeah. Donald Trump and racist people. If you are a little bit racist, Donald Trump is probably your uncle. He's probably related somehow. Yeah, yeah. somehow. Yeah. Uh, so this lady, Louise Linton, uh, her fiance is actually Donald Trump's like finance chief. Yeah, like yeah. The, his like main, a main donor. Dude, like a main money dude for Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, uh, unbelievable. And it's probably how she even got the book in the first place. By the way, her book is called In Congo's shadow which i cannot Ugh. think and like the cover is just basically like this sunset this random sunset from nowhere like Amazing. classic african oh yeah yeah uh, uh, book cover uh, just put some africa shit on there uh, we, want some, we want some shadows and we want some yeah. red things and we also want a tree but like a, tree. a tree yeah put a tree it's a bullshit just google oh lion king google sunset. lion king yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah last week was shitty it was shitty in the uk I'm pretty sure it was shitty in Australia. I'm still trying to wrap my head around like what's going on down there. But we can all agree that it was fucking awful in the US last week. And after the deaths of Alton Sterling and Philanda Castile, a protest actually broke out here in London. And when I was at the protest, I asked some of the demonstrators if they could explain what the Black Lives Matter movement means outside of the US. Because I think we forget that while it was a US Twitter phenomenon that was started in response to American police brutality against black people, it is a lot more than that. And that's pretty much what they, they said too. They, uh, the, the people I spoke to said that while it is the specific American problem, this, this systemic racism and this uh, state violence, it, anyone can relate to it. That is, I mean, when South African apartheid was ended by international unity, I mean, every single country boycotted South Africa sporting events in order to stop apartheid. I think a similar unity is needed in order to stop the racial tensions in America. Um, it just hurt I America, it hurts us all exactly. as a unity because there aren't just black people in America, there are black people in London, black people in Paris, there are black people in Spain and Italy. They're all over the world. So if you hurt one of us, you hurt all of us and we're all one. And we just don't want to like see our black people getting killed off the way that they have. I'm here because black lives matter, my brother. Black men are constantly getting killed in America and it's like they're trying to make us extinct or something, you know what I mean? And I have family in America right now. And I'm worried about their safety because there's so much killings going on. And this is males and females, you know what I mean? I think that it's easy to brush it off as an American problem, but it could easily happen over here. Injustices happen every single day and we have to show that it's not okay. 
it's a global thing, so it would be ignorant of us to not think that it would happen here because it does every day. But there needs to be a massive change in certainly American law with police officers who gun down innocent people who have done nothing wrong, who pose no threat. They need to be accountable and they need to have some kind of punishment because at the moment they're getting away scot-free and it's not right. It's just that we're with you, you know, we're standing shoulder to shoulder with you. We're, you know, we're far away but we're with you, we're with you, we've got you, so yeah. You've got to love yourselves first before you can fight the enemy. Get together, boys. Get together, love yourselves. Get together, empower yourselves and get your voice out there. That's all we want today. Get your voice out there. We love you, America, and we're with you lot. We're with you lot. Yeah, so the song you're listening to right now, the song that's playing this episode out for us, is actually done by a friend of mine. Uh, he goes, he he raps under the name Hannibal King. Um, I've known him for years, and I thought it'd be kind of nice just to play a song. It's called World Go Round. You should check him out on the internet, Twitter.com/slash/HannyFresh. SoundCloud is Hannibal X King. Uh, you know, I feel like America's super fucked up right now. I mean, I guess every country's su- super fucked up right now, but America's really fucked up right now. And feeling sort of homesick, and I thought it'd be nice just to, just to play some, some music from back home. Well, that wraps it up for this week's Internet Explorer. I will be in Rio for the Olympics in August next month. So if you are a Brazilian listener, let me know. Hit me up at Broderick. Tweet at me at iExplorer. Tweet at the show. Definitely, definitely follow Gina Moore Barrett. She is so funny. Uh, at Smile Gina. Uh, that's G E N A. Smile G E N A. Listen to her show. Well, Black Julie. It's very funny. If uh, our producer Julia was a Pokemon. I think she would be a Clefairy um, because she's, you know, she's cute, she's adorable, she's nice, but she can also, you know, use audio to kill you because uh, Clefairies have, like, this song that they can sing that, like, puts you to sleep and then they, like, beat the shit out of you and you die. So, like, that, that sort of feels like Julie to me. If Meg Kramer was a Pokemon, she'd be a Butterfree. Um, which is, you know, this like kind of glorious butterfly Pokemon that's sort of rad and looks like it's wearing little John Lennon sunglasses. It's cute, but it's also like, it's got a lot of ways to fuck you up. Okay, and if Eleanor Kagan was a Pokemon, I would say that she was a Venusaur, which is this, you know, peaceful sort of, um, uh, you know, plant type Pokemon that can open up its gigantic flower on its back and shoot out Hyper Beam, which as we all know is the most, one of the most powerful attacks you can teach Pokemon. And if Katie Natablis is a Pokemon, she would be Mewtwo, a horrible laboratory creation that eventually kills everyone. I caught a Jigglypuff this morning. I, I took, I dragged a long way to work, and I got a Jigglypuff. I felt so good. Like, it was better than sex. I just ate a really big wiener.